G'day guys, Clint here from WaterPro. I am just about to record episode number 46 of The Full Landscape with Ben from Living Landscape Design and Construct. Uh, ben is a very new business owner, started his landscape construction business in the last 12 months. I think he's just clocked up 12 months. Um, during the um, COVID pandemic, decided he was gonna go out on his own and start his own business. Ballsy move in my mind, but um, when you've got that itch, you need to scratch it. So uh, Ben did his time. Um, he's done his full landscape um, training, trainingship, training, um, and is now fully licensed and insured and is now moved into business ownership. Uh, currently, we're in a lockdown in South Australia, seven-day mandatory lockdown, so Ben and I had a bit of spare time. Thought we would get on Zoom and have a uh, contactless podcast. Unfortunately, the uh, quality of the audio is not quite there, so I apologize in advance. Um, but the quality of the information is there, so bear with us. Uh, if you've got any questions for Ben or myself, please feel free to stick them in the comments below. Uh, and all of Ben's details will be linked up in the description if you want to get in touch with him. Other than that, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Cool, man. Um, so thanks for joining me. Obviously, um, your availability hasn't been a massive concern. <laughs> Usually we would schedule these a bit more um, in advance. Um, and then, you know, we'd have landscapers kind of rushing in here in the middle of the day. Um, but I wanted to take the time to try and record some of this stuff. Um, while, hang on. To record some of this stuff while um, people are at home um, and hopefully, you know, bring some value to people at that are locked down that can listen to a bit about your story. So um, before yeah. we dive into the podcast, if you're, if you'd be happy to just introduce yourself, your business, and I guess that two to three minutes about how you got to where you are now. And I guess the journey to becoming a landscaper. Yeah, so Ben Grasovich, we own and run living landscapes, design and construction uh, started mid COVID last year. Um, so we've been running for a full year now. Uh, it's me and another person, uh, just a labourer. I've uh, yep. been in the construction industry for 15 years now. Started when I was about 14 or 15, helping my dad out on residential foundation, uh, concreting, steel fixing, everything like that, and progressively just moved through the industry. Uh, in 2014, found myself out of work with three young children and a wife. So decided to enrol in TAFE, uh, enrolled in the Cert 3 of landscape construction. Then from there, uh, just started going uh, five, four or five days a week and applied for an apprenticeship. Got an adult apprenticeship with Levant Outdoor Solutions out to Gawler. And from there, just rolled through. Um, left there in 2019 and started up this last year. Okay. Um, I think last time we spoke, you had more than three kids. So you've obviously had children since yeah. 2014. Yeah, definitely. Yep. What are you at? Where, how many children have you got at the moment? So we've got four at the moment. We've got a 10 year old, eight year old, a six year old and a two year old. And we have yeah. another baby girl due in October. Wow. Five kids. That's intense. I, I thought three was challenging. It's. I think it's beautiful, and I think it's great to have that much love around. But there's definitely days where um, you could, I guess, be thankful that you get to go to work. <laughs> yeah, it gets pretty hectic. 
<laughs> quite only imagine. Um, so you mentioned an event there. You obviously did some work with with them. How long was how long were you there for? Did you say? Uh, two thousand and fifteen to two thousand and nineteen. Okay. Um, and so you finished your apprenticeship through them. Yeah, I finished my apprenticeship through them. I finished in twenty seventeen and then continued working. Um, okay. Learned most of, learned a lot of stuff through the, the other guys who are experienced who are on the, on that team. Yep. And then you just got to a point where you had that itch and you had to scratch it. You wanted to go out on your own. Yeah, basically, I've always wanted to own my own business and, and be out on on my own doing stuff. And I like being able to create things and and use different materials to do that. So helping people create their vision was sort of what I wanted to do. Okay. Um, and are you, I guess, are you do doing design work? I think you've got design in your company name. Is that part of the strategy or are you working with a designer to be able to deliver that kind of result? At this point, I do most of the small designs myself. We're not focusing on it majorly, but it's definitely part of the business that we want to build up in the future. I mean, um, yep. last year during COVID, I was studying landscape design at TAFE. And then COVID get bad and we couldn't go into a campus and it was just too hard to study online. Yep. So um, I decided to put it on the back burner for a little bit and went ahead with this and hopefully I'll get back into it very soon. And so you've mentioned that you started your business. So you're, you've only traded during COVID-19 regulations. Pretty much. We, we, we basically stepped out and started full on last, yeah, last July. And we've just yeah done our full first financial year. Yeah. Um, last July is in July. So you're doing July to July, or you're talking July, like two Julys ago, July 2019. So you've done. No, we started in July 2020. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So you've come out. That's an interesting time to choose to start a business. Obviously, you didn't you didn't have any concerns. It was just something you wanted to do. Sort of just split second decision, really. Like getting at home after like stopping taste for a bit and sort of not doing too much. And yep. uh, obviously I had super sitting there that wasn't really doing much at the time. So we pulled yep. whatever super we put out of my fund and bought some tools in the trailer and, and got going. I think the idea with super is that it doesn't do much at the time. It's meant to do yeah. a lot in, in your sixties. <laughs> so having it sitting there is the whole point, but I, I'm, um, I'm not the best to talk. I didn't pay myself super for about seven years. So, um, I I back myself to I guess make sure that I've got enough super at the end. Yeah. Um, so you guys are based out north, is that correct? At the moment, we're based in Hope Valley, but I think we'll be moving out to a bit more north uh, by the, the end of the year. At the moment, yeah. yeah. So we, should, we could we probably could have done this podcast face to face, but I imagine we would have had to <laughs> pretend that it was recorded last week. Um, because I drove from Hope Valley to come here to do the podcast, so that's amazing. Um, and what, do you, what, what, what kind of work? I mean, you said you went out with just one person. Have you got more staff now? Uh, at the moment, we've only got myself and a, a casual labourer. Yeah. Um, we don't. We're probably looking at hiring more towards the end of the year, if not the start of next year, would probably be best. Yep. Just trying to make sure we've got got that um, basically the work in the bank to make sure it's there and like that work booked in for the few months just to be comfortable in, in putting another person on and making sure that they're going to be covered. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's smart. I mean, you see when situations like this occur where you can't work for an extended period of time, um, yeah. the more staff you have, um, the harder it is to navigate things like lockdowns. So what kind of work do you focus on? Um, is it kind of just whatever comes to you at the moment or is it, the, I guess, retaining or yeah. paving or what specifically are you yeah. guys doing? At the moment, we're licensed for all of that. We're licensed even for residential foundations and construction like that. But we focus mainly on, yeah, the, the residential landscaping and like basically renovation projects go in, take someone's job that they're not happy with and turn into something they are happy with. Yep. And the residential foundations, obviously you mentioned at the start, that was something that you had from working with your dad. Is that right? Yeah, correct. So I've had, he, he's been doing that uh, with his dad. He's done it for over 30 years. It's sort of like a family thing that happened and, I just learned along the way. Um, at 15 years old, I was helping pour concrete slabs for houses and that. So um, I know heaps about it and I'd like to continue that, but it'll probably be uh, like a branch off and we'll separate that from the landscaping and and do it in a separate manner. Not something that you're super passionate about. I'm, I'm guessing, obviously, if it was just about money, going into concrete would have been a probably a good, not a bad <laughs> idea. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, there's there's nothing really fancy about concrete. I mean, it's detailed and it does take a bit of experience to, to work with it, but, but it's not something you want to be doing every day. I mean, I've only just turned 30, but still from those years of doing it back then, you see the aches and pains and stuff people have after years of doing it. It's just not worth it. Yeah. You do realise that paving and planting plants, etc., is going to probably give you the same the same physical pain long term. Um, it's not uh, too concerning. It's, uh, residential... No, not really. Residential foundations are quite laborsome. I mean, pulling back concrete and having to deal with that every day of the week is a bit harder, yeah. I think, than paving and that. But I enjoy oh, your it. Opinion the I've done neither, so um, I'm, yeah, I'll <laughs> take your opinion. Yeah, no, I, I do enjoy a lot of paving and that sort of stuff more anyway. I mean, pavers, you've got such a variety you can use and turn into something different. Concrete's just, you can color and do it exposed but at the end of the day it's still concrete yeah that makes sense um so the uh, obviously the branching out of that department that's just something that'll come up when it comes up you haven't really got a, a set uh, yeah well we started putting the wheels in motion on that so uh living landscapes at the moment i'm still sole trader but in the next few months we're looking at switching that over the company status um, yep. We've got a proprietary limited name registered and looking at creating an entity place under that. So that'll be okay. One Rock Construction Proprietary Limited. Yep. Um, so yeah, we're already, already really in motion with that sort of stuff and getting that in the works. Yeah, that's cool. I think um, moving to a company is a good idea, especially if you have uh, that desire to grow the business. Yeah. Um, it's just going to hurt you. Otherwise, we I waited too long and stayed as a as a partnership for too long, and it just there's a lot more flexibility with with the company structure. Yeah. So, did you finish high school, or did you you left high school to move into your to, to TAFE, or what happened? Where, how did that look? I completed year twelve um, at what's now the Avenues College, used to be Windsor Gardens Vocational College. Um, so we did that, went to move into a business course in TAFE, didn't like it, barely did it, so got rid of it and sort of just worked until I found what I wanted to do. Okay. And then that just fell into landscaping. Did you do much of the business course? Like, did that help at all or you just didn't get fired into it at all? 
no, I just didn't really get far into it. I, I think I was just too stuffed after high school, all that study and, and trying to finish yeah. that and go straight into it. Sort of, yeah, it just didn't work. I've never been one to be able to sit behind a desk each day. Do you think now looking back on it, now that you're running a business that you regret leaving that course or you've, you've learned what you needed to learn just, I guess, day to day? I think day to day I've learned what I need to learn and I've got a good network around me. My brother-in-law is an accountant and he's uh, very good at, uh, he likes doing the advising and financial management and that sort of stuff. So he's been very yeah. helpful and we've got a good network around us of people who are in business or no business that we can rely on each other really. So that, I guess that's interesting because I think that a lot of young businesses probably don't spend enough time on their accounting or their budgeting early. Has he helped you with any budgeting? Are you looking at that, I guess, understanding your numbers at the start of a financial year and then planning how that looks? Yeah, definitely. So obviously this wonderful lockdown that we have gives me time to work on all the computer work and, and all the sort of stuff I need to build into that. And even through last year, before we even got to the end of financial year, he built a five-year a budget projection for us with costs and and everything that um, we've approached the bank for certain things and they said it's more than they've seen from most people who've been in business three, four, five years. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I think we're off, off to a good start. So what's um, I guess what I'm seeing from um, the majority of landscapers at the moment is that they're really struggling to find staff but from my experience finding staff when you've only got one or two isn't as hard because it's generally people that you know that come across um have you got a plan for that pipeline of staff um you know what's going to make you different from the rest when these guys are looking for work if anything i haven't really planned it out too much more just i'll i'll see what what the skill set we need straight away is um and at this stage it's probably looking at due to the fact that we've only got a labourer on at the moment, we'll need another fully qualified or someone who's de- uh, got some decent experience in the yeah. industry to come on and sort of take the reins a bit day to day so I can drop back just a little bit and start focusing on making sure that works there for those who are, who are working and making sure everything's covered. Yeah. Um, so you're obviously pretty young to the industry, um, obviously being a business owner for a short amount of time. So I'm going to go assume you've got, a, I guess, a very fresh perspective on the industry. Do you have an opinion about, I guess, well, everyone's got an opinion, but do you have anything that you would change about how the industry operates or that you think that um, that, you're, that you were shocked by coming into the landscape industry being that you're still quite young? Uh, not really anything I'd change, but I do find the fact that the landscape industry in South Australia being more of a network more than competitive is, quite different to most other industries. Most other industries are sort of like people fight against each other a lot, whereas like going to the Master Landscapers events and, and Water Pro events and then that sort of stuff, like um, I haven't done too much in the past, like seeing just the networking and the, the camaraderie between different companies and businesses that, that it's like you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Yeah. Um, that, that's been great, it's been fantastic. Yeah, it seems like there's a, there's like not an attitude of famine, and there's a there's a there's a, I think, the, and it, it's not everyone, but the majority of people are comfortable in their spaces. They know that there's enough to go around, and so that they're they're keen to help each other. Um, I mean, it's not perfect, but and I don't really have anything to compare it to because I've been in the industry for so long. But I guess if you've worked in a concreting industry um, or foundations, um, I'm assuming that's what you're reflecting on, or have you worked interstate or? 
I haven't worked in just state. I've worked, yeah, worked in the concreting and that sort of thing. And there's a lot of uh, competitors out there, and and it is a lot of the time like you you get a price and someone will undercut it or someone will try and do it cheaper and do it cheaper just so they can get the work. And in a business perspective, that doesn't really work. You just you're not you're not making money. You're just making a well trying to make a wage at the end of the day. Yeah. And then um, with the landscaping, it is it's completely different. Um, just the fact that everyone knows everyone, um, everyone's there, everyone gets along. There's there's no really infighting or anything. Um, yeah, it, it's just been completely different to what I've experienced in the past. When you decided the um, that you were going to leave employment and go start your own business, um, I guess talk me through your thought process and what the things were that you did first. Um, obviously, um, you know you see businesses kind of get their business cards sorted first. Um, I guess for anyone that's maybe looking to start their own business now or that's, that's at high school and they're looking to move into landscaping, like what were the things that were at the top of your mind when you decided to start your own business? Uh, one thing I've always been really uh, strong, strongly about or strongly opinionated about is um, making sure that your license is insured correctly. So when, you when I was going out, licensed and insured. Yep, licensed and insured, yep. Yeah, so when, when I decided to start the business, I made sure that I didn't go and do any work until I had my contractor's license um, and that had come through. And I also made sure I had the public liability and all insurances in place. Um, those are the first two things. Um, and obviously, with your license these days, you need to do two units of uh, small business management um, that's listed on the government websites anyway, so you can, you can check them out. But... Yeah, those are the two two strong things. And then leaving the employment, it, it was it was a hard thing because I still enjoyed working at the van. Um, but at the end of the day, I still have connections there. I still talk to, to Levi and the guys there at the van and, and uh, you know, worked with them last week. But um, it was just, yeah, I needed a change of scenery, needed to do something else. And, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't be stuck in one position for too long. Makes sense. Um, what, when you, with the licensing, how, did you find that process to be challenging because you had like, I guess, was it, I've never had to do it. Well, I have done it, but not recently. Um, I think that there might be a, a number of people that don't get their licensing because it just feels all too hard. Was the process relatively easy or? Uh, they make you jump through a fair few hoops, definitely. Yep. Um, yep. there was a lot of paperwork involved. I mean, the application, because we applied to so many different categories um, of different things that probably made it a bit worse. But yep. there's all different things like a police clearance. Um, you've got to provide qualifications. Um, I had to have a technical Zoom interview and go through that with someone uh, from the Office of uh, Consumer Business Services. And, you know, at the moment, those Zoom interviews, they've got a backlog and you can wait 10 to 12 weeks just to get the yeah. interview in. Yeah, I'm hearing. I'm here. I was hearing numbers of 16 weeks recently, um, because of the. I mean, I mean, it's good because it, it obviously means that um, we are, um, I guess, moving in a direction where landscaping, or, or I'm assuming it's not just landscaping because they're dealing with all trades, but trade licensing has, is being treated with more more respect. So, I don't think it's a bad thing, especially for guys like you that have actually jumped through the hoops um, to have you know, a fair level playing field for you to be playing. Yeah. 
I mean, at the end, at the end of the day, if you don't get your license and you go out and do the work and get stumped for it, it, it comes back to bite in the ass so hard. I mean, it's just yeah. not worth the penalties you pay. Um, it's just worth getting the license and getting it done properly. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Um, we did a podcast with Sam from SA Trade Licensing a while back with the intent that it would help um, people that were struggling to get their license. So it's nice to hear that I guess someone who's young in business is actually has is taking it seriously and has gone and done that. Um, so you talked about your, you've got, I guess, people around you, like your accountant, or not your accountant, but you say it was your brother-in-law? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Is, is there anyone else that you like? Us looking to as a mentor? Is that something that like who do you go to when it's when you're looking for help or advice in business, or, or are you kind of just researching stuff yourself? Uh, I do a lot of research myself. Um, jump on different things. Like uh, I've listened to some of the things uh, you've had on the the Full Landscape podcast before. Different things like that. Um, I've got two friends or family and friends who are in business and being in business. And I like they're pretty open with me about that, so we can talk business and talk different tactics and stuff. And yeah, obviously my brother-in-law is an accountant, and he he enjoys researching and also advising in the way of like setting businesses up and their structures. So he he's always giving us advice and and that sort of thing. And my sister-in-law is also our bookkeeper, which helps. Um, so we saw that a lot in the family, but it helps us out a, a lot because I've got people who I can trust and who I know who are going to work for my benefit, not just their own. Yeah, that's fair. Um, obviously, we're able to do this podcast because we're both pretty free with time at the moment. Um, I guess there's no shying away from the fact that there's a lot down in South Australia and I didn't want to focus too much on it, but I'm curious to know um, what that's meant for you, um, I guess, uh, how, what's happened, like, what was, what happened, how did it go look for you on the day that you found out that we were going into lockdown and what, what are your processes then? What did, what did you have to do to deal with that? Uh, so on Tuesday when we found out about the lockdown, I was out and about collecting materials for the next day, plants and stuff. So, yep. um, we've got our jobs all booked up till the end of August at least. So now that pushes, I've had to notify you know, 10, 15 different clients that I'll let them know what's going on as I know. Um, we have, I've got materials now sitting at home, not going anywhere, making sure I keep these plants alive that were meant to planted yesterday. Um, I've got obviously my young labourer who I've had to say basically go home, don't do anything. Um, it's, it's been a difficult one to navigate, um, seeing that the government has come out and said that construction on all schools is now essential, but not construction in general. Uh, it doesn't really help us. It, it helps out all those on, who are on commercial jobs. Um, I'm not sure how many schools are actually being constructed at the moment anyway. But, well, um, the, I, I didn't catch it. I've, I've been kind of trying to ignore press conferences until I find out the information. And I, I thought I heard something about schools, but that's really interesting because the schools are Stephen Marshall's jobs. So it's yeah, nice to right. see. Um, I wonder what would happen if uh, he was in the middle of building a home for him and his family to live in if the if construction might be a little bit looser. But it's it's so. possible. The only, the only other thing I'm saying to my wife this morning as well is that um, I'm not sure we'd be able to go back and work on our jobs anyway if they said construction is all good to go, 
but everyone else is still in lockdown because we have interactions with the res or the, the people on those those properties, like the residents who live in the houses and that. Like, they're actually still living there. Really hard. Uh, yeah, they're still they're still living there, and it's their home. They've they've got to stay there, but yeah, we're coming into their space. So yeah, it makes it difficult. I think that would probably depend a lot on the client, and it would depend on how they roll those changes out i think there's plenty of people i mean we've we had work happening at it happening at our house last time and i just i was not too concerned but i think um like i said it's going to come down to um how um, how comfortable people are with um having people in their house if they're potentially immunocompromised or they're concerned about um, contracting yeah. um illnesses more than others so um so what i guess you know best case scenario we we reopen I, I have a feeling Monday that construction, you know, in all areas will open if our COVID numbers don't go up much higher. Um, what's you just hit the ground running, bring a client and go straight to their house and get working? Yeah, basically the the client we've got at the moment is um, all guns blazing. Really, he's he's keen to just as soon as we can get there, we get there. Yeah. Um, and the next one, uh, we can just roll on to the next jobs provided everything's all good with those those different clients. I mean, each and every individual person is all different. Um, our clients have a, a variety of different ages. So whether they're worried about their age and, and what's going on out there, I'm, I'm not too sure, but it's just a matter of con contacting them and, and sort of talking it through with them and just making sure we keep them up to date on what we're doing as well as, as, well as everything else. Um, what do you have an opinion on um, the government grants and I guess how they? I mean, your business sounds like a good size um, to for it kind of fits the government grant that's come out for the businesses. Um, how do you feel about what was rolled out yesterday? Yeah, I think you're right. Our our size of business is probably perfect for for the three thousand dollar government grant that is for employing businesses, and obviously a thousand dollars for those who don't employ helps because it's only for themselves yep. um in the way of something of the size of like water pro or even uh my old employer levant who have at least 10 people working it doesn't really do too much it's sort of just yep. a little bit of a boost in the wages maybe but they're still losing money mm -hmm. um i'm not sure exactly how i feel about the lockdown whether it was a good idea or not but i haven't really decided on but yep. at the end of the day I don't have the power to change it and yeah. we just got to roll with the punches. That was a big one. I did a staff video this morning. I do a lot of communication with my team through YouTube videos. And as I said to them, I've been talking to you guys about this for a long time, but you can't control what happens to you, only how you react to it. Um, I do have an opinion about the lockdown, but that's not for this. And I just said to them, you have to, we have to do what we're told. Otherwise you're going to go to jail. So, Let's do what we're told yeah. and we just make the best of, of a bad situation. Um, so obviously you're now what? 12 months. Yeah. yeah 12 months in. Um, what, what talk, talk to me about stuff that you expected might be different that you're, I guess, surprised by or disappointed by that hasn't happened yet or that has happened. You didn't think would. I didn't think we'd do as much turnover as what we did last year. Um, our first year was incredibly good for uh, the situation of COVID and also first year in business. Um, it surprised us, but at the end of the day, a few things didn't happen. Like I wanted to eventually buy um, our own sort of like start getting uh, machinery and a truck. Um, it hasn't happened yet, but 
we've worked around it. We're in the process of doing it. Uh, like I said, just got to roll with the punches. It, it was great learning experience, um, different jobs, uh, different clients, uh, different, just every day is a different, different experience and learning something new. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, the truck thing, just, you, ha- you haven't, I guess, got to a point where you're comfortable putting that kind of money towards it. Uh, we've been comfortable putting that money towards it. It's more the, the bank just requiring different things. And yep. obviously being sole trader status at the moment doesn't make it easy. It makes it a bit harder. Yeah. Um, and for it's another advantage to roll over the company status. Which is well. ridiculous because the sole trader, as a bank, you'd think they'd be more comfortable lending to someone where they could take their whole house. But um, yeah, I guess if um, if I was good at being a bank, I'd be a bank. So kind of just have to, <laughs> have to go with it. Um, do you listen to podcasts? You, you said you don't sit still. I'm guessing you don't sit down and read books. I absolutely hate sitting down and reading a book. Um, unless it's something really, really, really interesting. Uh, so I try, yeah, I try and listen to the podcast. Um, I like watching the YouTube videos and, and stuff like that. Uh, as much as I do try, I don't get to watch them often enough. But um, yeah, it's definitely something I, I like. And um, uh, after listening to the second ever podcast you did with Mitchell Davies from Standard Stone, I reached out to Mitchell just saying like the things, the things he mentioned on there were, were still relevant, even though it was, so excellent years ago yeah. um, it was so relevant still and, and it was really good and informative and um, it was great to see Mitchell replied back as well um, yeah. straight away and I was, we've never met each other but that's what I meant by yeah. the landscape industry so such a network that you can rely on um, obviously probably not 100% of people but 80% of people out there you can rely no, on look, there's always going to be that there's always going to be people that don't that don't fit that mold but that's that's okay too. Um, it's interesting you mentioned Mitch. I'm trying to go back and do another podcast with all the guys that I podcasted early, um, and get a bit of a you know there's some of those like you said they're three years ago, and just to see what's changed since then, yeah. um, and just you know just get a bit of an update um, because this is the beautiful thing about where you're at. Like you're so early in this journey, um, it's nice to be able to record this. And then for us to be able to look back on this in five years or three years and go, oh, wow, like these are all the things we talked about and look what's happened. Um, what do you look like? What's the next three years look like for you? What are you, what are you focusing on? I've lost you. You there? Yeah. Did you catch the question? Uh, the next three years for us, yeah, I can do it. Yeah, you asked what the next three years looks like for us. Yeah, um, talk me through that. Yeah. Uh, planning and progressing however we can really. Like, uh, obviously, we have different entities we want to explore and branch out with, like, the foundations and, and other different things that we're looking at as well. Um, I like to make make hay while the sun shines. I told my children yesterday, you know, while it's shining outside, get outside. Um, every opportunity I can possibly take, I'll take. Um, I've got different people in our network who can supply different materials for us and, and do things like that. And these materials that, as far as I know, no one else can source just yet. So, you know, I'm making an opportunity out of everything. Grow the team. Uh, three years down the track, I'd like to have at least three teams running. Um, 
and, and go from there and be able to step back off the tools a little bit. I like being on the tools sometimes, but be able to step back and sort of direct more than anything and, and uh, make sure everything's being managed properly. Yeah, man, that's cool. That's um, it's not an unfamiliar, um, I guess, goal for me to see that. Um, and I think the beautiful thing is like, um, there's plenty of people that have walked that path before. Um, so it's a completely, it's a completely walkable path. And there's obviously a lot of people yeah. out there that you can reference um, and see the journey um, and maybe learn from their learnings as much um, as um, as your own to try and shortcut your, your journey a little bit. Um, yeah. I've got no more questions for you. I guess if you've got, um, if I guess if you want to plug what you're doing at the moment or um, I guess where people can reach out to you uh, if they want to get in touch, uh, what's your best communication area? Uh, Best communication for us is uh, hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. We're on there. Currently in the process of uh, building our website, making sure I'm happy with it. I'm pretty OCD about things and wanting them perfect before they yep. go out. Um, we've currently got Google listings being built. Um, and just give us, send me an email or grab my contact details from, from someone water pro at uh, Dry Creek has business cards. Um, they've got them. Our email is livinglandscapesdc at gmail.com. Um, yeah, people can hit us up anywhere. You'll find us there. I'll get Duffy to link up the um, all of your socials uh, underneath the video. You mentioned earlier a proprietary limited company that you've registered. Yeah. Have you logged down all your socials and the domain for that? Uh, domain, not yet. We've got an Instagram starter for that. That's One Rock Construction. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll be looking at over this next week, uh, overhauling our marketing and, and advertising and stuff through Facebook and all of that. So by the end of this lockdown, hopefully we've got a, a good fix on everything. I thought I mean, the reason I ask, I'd make sure that you grab that before this podcast goes live, live, because there'll be people out there that yeah. the domain. So yeah. um, if you need help with that, hit me up. I will be able to help you out. Um, thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy day. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was nice to be able to yeah. secure you um and um all the best man i really hope that um that you hit those numbers that you that you're targeting early i think you you'll probably um be faster than three years and um it'll be cool to i guess shoot the shit again in three to five years and and to see how far you've come yeah no, sounds good thanks for having us clint and uh yeah hopefully everything goes back soon hopefully monday man all right man i'll talk to you soon gotcha Hey, man.